spinning so it's doing something awesome so yeah thank you for the first ever episode of the mage roundtable we've got an awesome lineup today we've got starting in no particular order mr alan mcgregor the legend that he is and has brought so much fun to the engineering lifestyle and been a great mentor to myself followed by vanai who's equally as awesome and such a mentor as well he's the guy that introduced all of the back-end development and all of the knowledge that I've got so far is because of Mr. Vinay. Lars has managed to keep me awake for probably the last year with his React contributions and his PWA tutorials. And it's a pleasure to actually be able to talk to the guy that's kept me up so many times. A newcomer to the table is Mr. Daniel Bello, who's our lead front-end developer at Shiro, and who has inspired me a great deal, and I'm honored to have him on board. And last but not least is the guy that has converted 2021 to be phenomenal, and that's Mr. Willem. Javier is unreal. <laughs> so I'm so excited. Yeah, we can all point. It's like, hang on, camera's the other way around. <laughs> so yeah. yeah I'm I am mirror too. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to talk about the future of Magento's front end and how we can make it more fun again. So I think before we dive into the specifics of PWA Studios and um, all the different frameworks that we've built, if we put the question to Bello, what do you think's the future of Magento Frontend and how can we build for optimization in mind? Yes, hello guys. And first of all, I would, I'd like to thank you and it's a great honor sharing the, the stage with you guys. Uh, <laughs> considering all of your backgrounds and what you have done, it's a kind of unreal being here and having the opportunity to chat with you. Uh, of course, I, I believe that it's what you said. The future is performance. Uh, the clients don't care anymore having beautiful sites, having uh, sliders and so everything. All they need now is having a, as fast as possible website, you know, uh, not uh, not so so uh, so long ago, if you remember, James, we had the client coming to us and saying, I don't care what you are doing, but I want my site to be faster. <laughs> I don't care what content you will remove, what, what third party you will remove. I just want it to be faster. And I, I believe uh, that's, that's the journey to follow. And that's what PWA and everything else, that's the direction. Uh, over the past years, we have had some really great challenges for that. And uh from from cdn to lazy loading to removing all of the custom modules and building everything in-house there are a whole bunch of steps that you have to take in order to make the website faster and but i believe the first of all is to actually convince the clients or the customers that not everything that you want you need it because so far at least what i have seen is that the client is asking for something and then we just do it. We don't take into consideration how much does it damage the performance, how, how much they actually need it, but we just go straight forward. We find an extension and just do it. And I believe that's not the correct way to do this. I mean, we should evaluate everything and then we, we could make a decision upon whether they actually need it and what's the best way to do it. Yeah. And Talking for Magento, I am sorry to say this, but the biggest issue we have seen so far is having so many JavaScript files being <laughs> loaded without actually needing any of those. Yeah. 
And I would really, I would really, really like to congratulate the Haiva team, which does a great job on that, removing a lot of those not needed JS files. So big congrats on that one. Uh, really looking forward to explore a bit more on that. Definitely, and it's a really interesting topic, really. So William, when you were building Javier, what was what what was the idea around it? Because you could have gone and built a brand new Luma. But you didn't. You built a product which is Luma on steroids and is Unreal. So, what bits did you take out, and what was the mindset when you were building it? Quite honestly, I didn't start building Hoover. Um, I started building a, a web shop for my wife, who still <laughs> doesn't have a web shop. Um, but um, um, so she had the need for a simple web shop, um, and. Um, since I'm doing Magento front-end on a daily basis during work hours, and I hate doing work with Luma so much by now, um, I didn't want to spare my, uh, spend my spare time working on Luma stuff and um, plowing through all the bloats that's in, in that team. And, um, so I, I I agreed to build something for my wife, and I really wanted to use Magento, um, but I wanted to have a bit of fun and see how I could push performance. And um, if I look back um, about 10 years ago, I was uh, still doing um, HTML5, just a, a bespoke uh, web development. So I, I built websites from scratch. And I remember the feeling of it was in the in the days that jQuery was was the best tool you had, and HTML5 was brand new, and you could build spas with Ajax calls, uh, so yeah. single single page applications. And it was it was like okay, so we we get rid of Flash, and we have this whole new blank canvas, and we don't need this whole app experience anymore. We're going back to something that's more basic. But uh, we're going to build it with raw HTML, CSS, and a bit of J uh, jQuery uh, JavaScript. Um, and I enjoyed that period of time that, <laughs> so much, just, just um, building everything from scratch. And I thought, well, let's see how far I get if I do this with Magento. I, I have enough insights of how the, the front end in total works. Um, I think uh, being a back end, front end developer and having um, spend a lot of time on optimizing Luma in the past year for performance and looking into the bundling and stuff. Uh, I was in a position that I really understood how um, customer data, the customer section data, or the JavaScript, the cookies, and all that stuff, how that uh, hangs together. So I felt quite confident that the, the bare things that I needed that I could bring, bring back into a, a, a template from scratch. But I never planned to build Hoover. I didn't plan to, to rebuild Luma. Um, mm. I just wanted to make the simplest possible web shop and using tools that I, um, that I saw that the, the Laravel community was super enthusiastic about. It had great tooling, great developer experience. So I literally started removing everything from Luma until I had a blank page, literally just a header and an empty body tag. And then I started to throw back in HTML Tailwind classes and a bit of Alpine JS, and within a week I had a prototype. Jeez, that's wild! It's like unheard of, isn't it? But normally you've got all the layout XML and 
I mean, I always get jealous because I look at the Laravel and the Symphony communities and they've got all these cool tools and it's like, yeah, look, we can build a prototype in seconds. <laughs> look, here you can go. And the fact that you built that, that's really, really smart. I like that a lot. And for you, Lars, while you were building and contributing to the PWA, what was your or what is your continued mindset like? It could be quite easy to build a PWA with everything under the sun. But the PWA studio is really optimal in terms of delivery of Magento content. What's your take on how we build the front end in that way? Yeah, PWA is a is a little bit a different approach that um, like William take um, because um, yeah, PWA is mostly like an application what you can install on your mobile phone. And from my point of view, um, PWA or uh, will maybe not completely replace the old uh, HTML rendering because uh, they are still customer. Uh, they don't need any PWA uh, functionality in the future. So uh, what drives me here is if you have a customer and they want uh, like notifications or um, don't have skilled um, Magento developer, but have uh, React developers in-house and uh, don't want to learn uh, Magento, only want to doing uh, bidding React applications, uh, PWA Studio is, uh, from my point of view, uh, maybe the best start for, for you if you uh, if you have a, a target group like uh, young people, they're using smartphones and 21 uh, is um, is a good year for me because EELF is uh, dying more and more, and you can now build uh, modern JavaScript uh, applications. Yep. So from my point of view, both uh, approaches has a future and uh, having a, a different target group. Yeah, that makes so much sense because some merchants don't need a PWA. It's just overkill. And it's like the argument on Twitter recently about headless Shopify. Not every client needs to have the hammer that's got a first aid kit built in with it. Some clients need X. And that's where I think PWA Studio and the Deity and the Devante offerings, they make sense. But then what Williams built with Javier and how that can operate is equally as valuable because not every client needs offline and push notifications, but they all do need an accelerated front end development. So that's... Yeah, it's an interesting take. And in terms of you, Alan and Vinay, from back-end developers, you both come to it from different starting points, but different ending points. Alan building Site Guardian, which is going to be amazing for any developer out there to, to trace your SSL certificates and what Alan's building. But also, Vinay, we do a lot of front-end development. What, what do you guys feel about where we're going to take it because we are part of this you want to uh, go I, Alan? yeah I'll, I'll go first I, I think it's it's an interesting thing and like uh funny enough i was part of that uh, twitter tweet about the the shopify uh headless uh whole debate i think the main the the, the main thing and the interesting idea here is where the the front is going i hear a lot of 
speed in terms of performance and experience, but there's also has to be speed of the development, right? Being able to quickly iterate and, and launch new things and different solutions, depending on what resources are available, the PWA, as you mentioned, it can be overkill, right? Something that's a little bit more lightweight might make more sense. I think as an industry, we're on an interesting kind of in-between where we're still kind of building the same type of front-end experiences where it's still very much like your catalog, your shopping cart, your checkout. And I think we're going to start seeing uh, the push more for what I call ubiquitous commerce, where it's e-commerce all over the place. We're seeing that with um, Instagram and uh, the push that Adobe has been doing for experience first uh, or experience driven commerce, right? So I think that it's going to be more important both for front end and back end tools, not necessarily having one silver bullet approach, but having that flexibility to put and iterate over, uh, over things fast, right? Put put things out there fast and be able to have really good time to market. I think that's going to be the trend that we're going to see. Mm -hmm. uh, and from the back end perspective, there is this whole this year, we're starting to see a lot of uh, server-side rendering starting to come back, right? On yeah. Laravel has it, Elixir has it, uh, Ruby and Rails, I think, just added uh, Hotwire, which is the same thing. So we're kind of starting to go full circle. Even Luma has it. Sorry? Even Luma has it. <laughs> <laughs> we invented it. Fair enough. We just invented the internet. <laughs> Definitely was there when, uh, or pretty close when the internet was invented. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Binay, you wanna jump in? Yeah, yeah, you pretty much got it. It's for me. It's it's about, um, like you said, fast turnaround, right? Um, Technology-wise, if I can produce results quickly, which means translates directly to uh, cheaper, right? For for the person wanting whatever I'm doing, uh, that's a good thing. So any overhead in building and deploying that doesn't have to be there is just super annoying. And then there's of course the whole issue of you know speed. And I guess we all agree that whatever Magento built there for the front end stack is just horrible. Um, you know the whole required JS UI components may they rest in peace. <laughs> so um, good riddance. And now it's just a matter of whatever gets the job done fast and maintainable and, you know, within budget. And that's what it boils down to. And my feeling is we as an industry are still just kind of at the beginning of the road. We're still just discovering what makes sense and what doesn't. And personally, I think the whole single page app approach, well, you know, makes sense in in a small percentage of sites in most cases um it, it's not really needed right and the whole term pwa doesn't really need a single page app at all right it's actually been completely hijacked by this idea of a single page app uh, full javascript rendering and server side and client side and everything else which isn't really progressive at all so i think it's good that slowly the whole industry is, is once again remembering the basics and realizing once again, hey, they're actually pretty good and <laughs> usable the way they are, right? I mean, probably we won't be writing CGI scripts again, but it's uh, close enough. 
that's the bit. So I'm... yeah, we just have to get it done, you know, fast and quick. And I want to enjoy my work. So there, there's that too, right? So that's yeah. it. That's so I was so impressed by what Willem did that I, I, it blew my mind. I was really humbled by it and just felt like, oh yeah, okay. So it is possible with Magento, which has actually revived my interest in Magento quite a bit. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Anybody that plays with Javier is going to say the same thing. And this isn't hmm. any promotional material. There's been no payment yet. Well, we'll deal with that after the call. <laughs> Javier has opened my mind to the possibility of building rich front-end commerce frameworks again. And it's the same as what Lars did. Like I looked at PWA Studio and it was like, this is awesome, but you have to be like the Lars. You have to be the, these people on pedestals that are able to install it and work with it. And what both Lars and William have done is bring future technology back to all of us. They've made it possible for us to develop solutions. And the bit that I'm really, really humbled by is that Vinay, you brought the front end simplicity back to Magento Admin as well. Like you took what was built with Javier Frontend and boiled it down to say, like, what is a grid? A grid. And for a client, Frontend isn't only how they deal with customers converting, it's how do they manage their application in the back end. And that's exactly what you've done with the Javier admin. It's data objects that get translated and shown. And that's just as important. So I don't what know. It's just about developer experience and it's work in progress. So grids are just the first step. Forms are next. Uh, grids are getting there. I'm quite happy with where we're currently. So, yeah. you know, uh, that's after Willem basically invigorated the front end again, regenerated. Oh, can't find the right words there. <laughs> uh, I felt, okay, if uh, that looks interesting, I might consider spending you know more investing more into magento again after i lost a lot of interest and then i was like oh no i still have to work with this back end crap oh <laughs> not fun i'm not being very politically correct here but it's just how i felt yeah right? and so i thought okay well if willem can rebuild the front end the back end grids and forms you know i don't want to replace what's there yeah. uh i just want to not have to you know, replicate that effort again and again and again, like I was doing the last couple of years. So uh, I, I was inspired by, um, you know, uh, Symphony forms and uh, Oro grids and Magento One grids, and so this all kind of coming together into, uh, yeah, this idea of building something that's just makes life so much easier for me. That's, that's awesome. About down to, and just because we're talking about front end right now, actually. The first thing that happens after it was published, a guy put it onto the front end for a customer order grid. <laughs> what? <laughs> I never thought of that. So that's pretty neat. Uh, yeah. It is so cool because, yeah, I mean, I'm sure so many Magento developers are around like, oh, I've got to build a grid. You've got XML <laughs> files, you've got UI elements. Yeah. With, with what you guys have built, it's like, Ooh, this is cool. <laughs> I've got a grid. Now, how do I reduce the grid to what's usable? And it's like, this makes Magento fun again. It's just like what Willem did with the front end. Like, Tailwinds is awesome. And it's like, 
great. I'm a back-end developer, but I don't need to know about CSS and how all that works. I can build templates based on the abstraction, and it made it really fun again. I found it quite entertaining and enjoyable to be able to build a front-end quite quickly. Still look crap, but it was still something <laughs> that I managed to build. And one of the bits that I'm really interested in is where Lars sees Javier and Tailwinds, because my ideal goal would be this hybrid product where you've got the best of PWA Studio with what Lars is building, combined with the best of Javier Beam to build this be-all solution and then have what Vinay's building in the background as well. Like, does anyone quick, see that? Quick note, I, just, I, I keep Willem. Could you yeah. please tell us how to pronounce yes. the yeah. Finnish word again, please? I try not to correct people. Um, <laughs> but, um, well, it's still, the, the you know. is When I speak to English people, they say Hoover. Uh, it sounds like most of them say Hoover, which sounds like the vacuum. Yeah. But uh, it's Finnish and it's pronounced as Hoover. 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 Long you. I enjoy any, uh, every pronunciation and uh, it's a good talking point and that was all I wanted to <laughs> get out of the name <laughs> beside the fact that the Finnish word Hyva, um, uh, means a lot to me. It's, it's yeah. a very positive word. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. I, I just felt like uh, people will hear it over and over again. If they watch this, it's recorded. So maybe it's an opportunity to just get that out of the way. And uh, yeah, uh, sorry if I interrupted your train of thought. Um, I didn't want for to anybody that. that hasn't looked at it, go to hyva.io. It's unreal. Like if you're a Magento developer, that will change your life. Like even though it's something that a good friend of mine has built, it will change your your mindset on how to build Magento because it's that good. It's that well architected, it's that well built, and it's the same with the PWA studio. Like I looked at it before Lars got involved and it was like, ah, this is great. We've got a really great guider in, in James that was, was leading it. But then Lars made it accessible to all of us, his tutorials, his videos, it made it feel really approachable. And that's the key to both of the products being able to, you know, appeal to all of us. But I really want to explore, like, how does Tailwinds and the best of Hoover fit into PWA Studio? And are there parts of PWA Studio that can tie into to Hoover as well? Like, what do you two feel about that? Me? Both. Yeah, I, I think about, um, I think uh, Tailwind um, is a good system or is um, is a good CSS framework from, from my point of view uh, as a backend or mostly getting more and more full stack every day. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should remove my backend and replace it with a full stack more and more. <laughs> so... Um, no, I really like uh, Tailwind. So, but uh, the approach what what we use uh, in PWA Studio is we don't want uh, adding more and more and more tools, frameworks, libraries, etc. Uh, if if you start with something, 
So if we before we adding some new React library or before we adding new technologies to PWA Studio, we think about hey, okay, uh, what what is the simplest way to build something what can be replaced by an order developer really easy, but is also uh, some some reference. This is uh, this is how how PWA Studio is developed. So, and if you think about PWA Studio one or two or three years ago, it was a reference, and more and more, it getting a theme. It's it's uh, if if you think about, hey, it's uh, still something where you can build a headless store, and it's a reference. Currently, we promote uh, promoting it not as as a replacement for Luma, we say, hey, if you want to build a PWA studio or if you want to build a PWA application with a service worker and you have a very good React team or a good React team and you don't want to learn uh, how, how I can add HTML components to, to uh, Hoover, um, it's maybe uh, something where you can build your online experience on it. Main point is uh, if if you don't have skilled Magento developer, it's really not so easy to get learn Magento, also or learn Magento frontend development. It's so many tools, so many uh, tooling, and sorry, I don't had in so much time to take a look on, on Hoover, uh, how uh, many things are removed, but still I think you know need to know about basics like blocks and extensibility. So still you need to learn something about Magento and how Magento works. And yeah. this is not uh, a typical uh, a typical front-end application from, from my point of view. But is PWA Studio a typical React application? Or does Magento have a lot of self-invented mechanisms and architecture there, which you need to learn as a React developer? Mm, yeah, it depends. If it, it depends where where you take a look. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that he's actually keeping the bad Magento stuff away. I like how I read one of the um, pull requests that came in maybe late last year where Lars was saying, we don't need this. It's not required anymore. Great idea, but let's try and stick to React core as much as possible. So I'm, I'm so proud that we've got an ambassador that says, Magento used to reinvent the wheel. They would reinvent water if they could, but this is how it's going to be in the future. But Alan, what were you going to say? I was going to actually dig a little deeper on that. It's like, we're both arguing, or in both cases, you still have to know Magento to some extent or like some specialized knowledge in order to be using PWA or Cuba. Uh, I hope I got that close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, since we're talking about the future of Magento front end, is there a future you guys think where you really don't need to know Magento at all in order to build an e-commerce storefront? Where the, or the requirement is very minimum in order to be able to implement that? I don't know whether it's the end. Uh, we've spoke about this, me and Bello, for so long about 
how awesome would it be that you could bring in a front-end developer that knows nothing about XML, nothing about categories or products? And I don't know whether that works or not. I don't know. I mean, it might not work for every instance, but there, there has to be somewhere like that is kind of the trend where we're going, right? And then there's tons of solutions and frameworks that are, they're trying to abstract the backend, like the, the e-commerce engine, if you will, away mm -hmm. from, from presenting the content. Like there is Nacelle, uh, B2 Storefront, there's tons of little, at least attempts of build that, and kind of abstract that piece, right? So you like, who cares if it's Magento, Shopify, big commerce behind it is, and it's more focusing on building that experience on the front end. Do you guys think that that is the way the industry is taking? Is it more of a subset? Like, what are your thoughts on that one? I'm going to hand that over to Vinay. You do more, <laughs> more developers. Where do you feel? Well, this comment is going to be a thing where it doesn't matter what our e-commerce is. I don't think so, to be honest. I think to utilize the platform efficiently, the developers at least have to learn the internal representation of the data structures for prices, for products, for stores and store views and websites, for customers, for orders, for quotes and all that stuff, which is very specific to a given product. Yeah. So there's that, which... Without that, it's not possible to build anything in an efficient manner. It'll always just be kludgy mm. and unfortunate. Uh, so that's the data. Uh, once that's learned, I guess it definitely would be possible to build something just based on, on GraphQL or whatever. Sure. I mean, that's probably the purest interface there is. But even still, I think getting rid of the other knowledge of Magento is probably only possible in a very limited manner because then we have things like um, anything that has comes along with deployment like session management and uh, you know queues and and then there's all the integration into the external system landscape that you know even smaller merchants nowadays have especially once systems get composed together more and more and most of that actually has nothing to do with the front end Right. Um, plus, then there's the custom business logic that needs to be done if whatever, you know, special bottle size shipping methods and whatever else people kind of come up with all the time <laughs> for some reason. And uh, that's cool. I mean, that's basically my work, I guess. So um, I don't know if it's possible to just use the front end without using the back end in any way. For me, in order to be able to to be fast and efficient and valuable i think it's good to to be able to work on all the different layers and of course there's speciality right yeah. some people know this part very well other people know that part very well and can you know hammer out features <clears throat> in a day that others would take a week or longer but um some proficiency in each area is really beneficial uh just in in the amount of value produced per time in a, in a given time um, so I'm skeptical that it makes sense to have a pure front-end developer and maybe one pure back-end developer. There needs to be some crossover. Yeah. It's one of the things that Alan spoke about for a long time is with a lot of commodities these days, you get, you get an API. So if you're going to deal with um, music, then you've got this API that says this is how music is dealt with. 
are we ever going to get to this stage where for e-commerce regardless of whether it's magento shopify shopware there's going to be an api and like that ah, mr robot i'm going to hide the phone <laughs> will we ever get a common api standard that we can say it doesn't matter whether this is magento or whatever this is your api this is how you get a price and a product or is that abstracting it one step too far it sounds like a lot less fun anyway it sounds very clinical and it sounds unified and it sounds like every system would be the same and then what does it matter what system you would choose um, and i'm very passionate about what magento is and and um Hmm. What I've learned in the last 10 years are things that I have a lot of fun with um, using. Um, it became much less fun with the release of Magento 2.0. But then when we strip out everything that they added to it, we come back quite closely to how enjoyable Magento 1 was to develop with. And hmm. I get a lot of satisfaction out of solving issues and diving into something and getting into the, the complexity of things. Um, and and mastering Magento, yeah, that's that's what I that that's my passion. Um, and a little bit of layout XML, a lot of fun. A little bit of PHTML, um, it's all fun. Yeah, it gets less and less fun the more complex it gets, and the more layers you add, and the, the more depth you, you add to your XML. Um, but um, we're taking out a lot of or we're abstracting a lot of weight there uh, with, with Huva and um, <clears throat> using a lot uh, of the view models uh, or we're creating view models instead of uh, using a lot of the default uh, blocks, uh, which makes it a lot easier. We're simplifying things there. The, the XML structure is very um, uh, flat, so we don't go too deep. Uh, a product page has maybe three levels of uh, blocks instead of I don't know what does the default have, including the price runners. Mm -hmm. We go up to 20 levels, uh, let alone check out the UI components. That's no fun, uh, certainly not. Um, but um, just being able to craft things and to compose uh, e-commerce experience with PHTML files and pulling in some logic from a view model and then adding a small touch of uh, JavaScript to it with Alpine.js that's all fun and and um i want to get rid of the complexity and and for me uh, a javascript framework that makes up a whole website that doesn't reduce complexity to me um i've looked at the various pwa solutions um and that's not that's not something i hold against the term pwa because that's 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 a manifest file and a service worker um, um but the JavaScript framework that makes up an entire website, for me, that's Flash 2.0. Or <laughs> we have Flash 3, ActionScript 3, let's say it's Action, ActionScript 4. Um, and and I, I lived through that era, and I don't see it become the de facto standards for building an e-commerce site. I mean, for some areas, maybe, and maybe in five years, the landscape will look different because it's less complex. And we got to the point where you need much less JavaScript to, to build something like that. But um, I think we can do that today. We can build a PWA without relying on a JavaScript framework. 
we can add a manifest file to Hiva. Um, you could even make a PWA out of Luma. It's a lot more complex, but um, if you if you add a service worker and an offline mode and a few of these tricks and have navigation uh, without re-rendering the page, you can have a server-side rendered PHTML app with all the fun and the things that we already know without the complexity and eight megabytes of JavaScript that we need to ship. I'm confident that you can build a PWA with less than 500 kilobytes of payload using browser APIs, uh, which reduces the need for JavaScript. Of course, you need a lot of JavaScript for, for actions, interactions, building up the UI. Um, uh, if you want to add uh, background tasks to uh, cache, uh, GraphQL calls to uh, fetch data before you can all do that on top of a very plain and simple HTML website. Um, um, just Daniel, I'm I've seen you listening and you're watching your face. What are your thoughts on this? I'm really curious. Uh, Thank you. No, I, I was trying to speak a couple of times, but I didn't want to interrupt anyone. So my thoughts are talking from a front-end perspective. I'd love to have like it, let, let's say, separated, but I see it very difficult. And in my mind, it's very simple. At, at, the, at the end of the day, what really matters is bringing value to the, to the clients. And in order to do that, you have to know the business logic. You have to understand the things as a whole so that you could decide what's the best way to do one thing that the client needs and having front end separately i see it i see it not sustainable and not uh in the long term i i see it difficult yeah and i think that fits in with Lars's ideas that we've spoke about on twitter before where it would be quite easy to build. Well, it wouldn't be quite easy. It'd be simplistic in technology to build PWA Studio to connect to any GraphQL. But he wants to build the best Magento PWA, which is accessible for all, easy to use, and completely extensible. The latest pull request that um, has all the different components and extensibility points really makes sense because then it's a clear choice of, yes pwa makes sense or no we go down the the hoover style approach and that's what i love about you two guys because you're not thinking about oh let's build the world's best e-commerce front end that can be used by x y and z it's like we love magento that's why we're all here <laughs> like that's what bonded us me and alan spoke once on a tweet about test driven development in magento and we became best friends for life the same with all of you guys we all are bonded by magento and we're still regardless of what happens with magento we love it because it lets us do what we want and that's what really encouraged me encourages me between the pwa studio because i know lars is fighting for that and william with hoover they're making it awesome like we've now got magento 2.1 let's call it <laughs> what we want it's it's fantastic like this is where we should have been four years ago if we had hoover and the pwa studio in the state that you guys have got it with the advisory of alan and benai 
it would be unreal. Like, imagine what today would have been like. Um, and with the time that's left, let's go around the table and let's start with Lars. Where do you see PWA Studio going and how would you recommend people start to get involved in it and where can they help? Yeah, um, the roadmap for this year is really packed. Uh, but uh, what what I recommend if you uh, have a target group that are using mobile phones or want to have some some app features uh, play around, maybe you also install uh, the Hoover checkout on your page because it's based on React. Yes. So uh, you you can still use a modern uh, React approach uh, for your application. And uh, this is something what, what you need to learn because from, from my point of view, uh, there will be some, some targets or some customers they will definitely need or definitely want to use a, a PWA or a PWA checkout. Um, so start, uh, start with it, play around, um and see where where is your target customer yeah oh he's got work to do yeah so i mean for me i'll talk on his behalf while he rejoins but i am a huge advocate of hoover and the way that it's oh let's add him back in there we are. I was doing your sales pitch. I was talking about how amazing the product is, but you can take over and say, like, where do you see Hoover going? How can people get involved? And what does your future for that product look like? Because it is amazing. And <laughs> there's no getting away from that. Um, well, first of all, you need to get the version 1.0 out. Uh, which is which is uh, nearby. Um, I'm building out the, the, the main product types. Uh, I have uh, simples, virtuals, configurables, and bundles ready. So um, bundles is about to be merged. <clears throat> then uh, grouped and downloadables need to be added. And then um, by the end of the month, hopefully beginning next month, we can uh, release the, the open beta, um, which will still um, not have all the features that Core Magento has. Um, we'll bring out a, a, a feature matrix um, um, before we release the 1.0. Um, most important things uh, will be there, but uh, well, yeah, some things will need to wait a bit longer. Then long-term, um, we'll be both adding in um, uh, the, the, the other missing features like compare products and we'll make sure that that's, uh, that it becomes full featured. But then um, after the, the basics are done, um, I have a, a, a vision to build out a whole UI library um, like Tailwind UI has. Uh, the whole front end has been built in a way that every component on a page is isolated. And there's no dependency, there's no uh, inheritance. So um, a header and a footer and a menu item and um, a product uh, image gallery are all separate components that are uh, mostly contained within one PHTML file. The JavaScript is contained within that PHTML, uh, PHTML file. 
Tailwind CSS um, um, uh, works with utility classes. So also the CSS is contained within the PHTML file. So basically, your PHTML file is a component. And it is swappable because everything is um, event-based. So if you change a product option on a product page, an event is triggered with the new images and the gallery receives the new images. Same goes for quantity changes, price changes. Uh, there's a calculation and an event is being triggered and that's page wide. Uh, so if you add something to the card, there's a page wide event that uh, shouts out the new card data and you can just receive it. You listen for it within any component and it just works. So. Um, a lot of thought has gone into um, this, um, this structure or this, this architecture so that uh, we can build out a UI um, library like Tailwind UI has. Um, uh, there you can go to tailwindui.com and you, you buy a package and you can just copy and paste any pre-built component that has styling and some interaction and everything built in. So, um, when we start building out this UI library, it's just a matter of replacing a PHTML file when you want to have a static menu or a drop-down menu or a mega menu, or if you want to have a different product gallery on a product page, you just swap the PHTML file and you have a gallery that swaps, uh, swaps instead of uh, works with thumbnails, um, uh, like a carousel instead of thumbnails or whatever. Um, and then, um, that's that's the ultimate ultimate place where um, you. I initially had the idea to bring out multiple teams to have like a, a a fashion team and a technology team and these kind of things and have them differ completely in the way they're styled and different UI elements. But instead, I think we're going to stay much more uh, in a in a standardized a default team, and then a complete UI library where you could just pull out anything that you fancy um, and that way um, you can you can build a team with all different kind of um, uh, navigation late navigation all these kind of um, uh, call to actions newsletter subscriptions um, uh, that's all composable and um, yeah, that's that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Hopefully, somewhere by the end of the year, we were well on the way with this kind of library, and um, then the good stuff starts. Um, well, I mean, we're excited already, and there's so many projects being built right now. And um, this first quarter, we're going to have a lot of launches uh, at uh, Intergenet where I work. We have uh, eight projects running uh, by now. Um, um, Alcantos is doing a bunch, and then we have the close beta. We have 30 agencies that joined, and I think half of them at least is building one or more projects. Um, so we're going to have a release feast pretty soon. Um, nice. Then even longer term, who knows? Let's hope that Adobe will be decent enough to keep the current front end um, alive long enough that we have uh, if they're deprecated, that it will mean as much as the fact that helpers are deprecated. Mm -hmm. um, let's, let us have at least five more, more years of the current front end. Um, and if they're going to deprecate it and, and then also really remove it, um, there's an architecture document somewhere where they say that they will isolate the current front end and then deprecate it. 
I truly hope that that's what they're going to do because that gives us a path forwards where, um, well, everyone that's working on the current front end, imagine the enterprise customers that just paid millions for, for their current front end. Imagine what would happen if the current front end is deprecated or removed in two years. That's not a scenario I, I can, I, I imagine Adobe would get into. Um, that that's that's simply not done. So um, yeah, that's that's out of our hands. But uh, who knows? It will become uh, OpenMage uh, version two. Um, but um, I think we're we're years away of that that happening. Also, the whole backend depends on layout XML and blocks and all of that. So how and it's all interweaved. We have the base um, the the base area. And the base area both serves the admin and the front end. So there's no way to remove that until they spend another five years rebuilding the admin. Yep. One thing we all need to do is if we're going to build out this Hoover UI like Tailwind's have done, we need to buy the domain uicomponents.io. That's going to be the neutral <laughs> UI components done right. That'd be awesome. We just we need we need to to reinvent the term UI component. And we need to make that positive again. Yeah. So what about you, Alan? What would be your recommendations for where can people learn about the future of our front end and how can we get educated to make it better? Sorry, that was me. Yep, over to you, my man. Uh, I mean, I I, I have. Uh... Outside of the people on the chat, I have less of a dog on this fight. Uh, I'm not directly working for e-commerce anymore, right? But still a very, very dear topic to my heart. I, Rather than anything, I, I would encourage people watching this to kind of continue supporting. One of the, the and I didn't get a chance to mention, uh, Willem, but I 100% agree with your sentiment and the reason behind. Like, I work on large Adobe Magento 2 projects, and it kind of sucks the fun out of it. Uh, so hearing that simplicity and having fun building e-commerce is coming back, or there is an effort to do that, that that is just music to my ears. I'm really happy to see that. Um, I'm really, really glad, and I'm hoping to learn more about Huba. That's the bit that I found fun. Uh, it was, when did you do the presentation, Lars? It was late last year or early this year, and he was showing PWA Studio, and it was like, this is fun. Like this is really easy. This, this and he put up some blog posts, and it was the same when Willem showed. This is Hoover. It was like I've hated Magento front end for a couple of months now. I'm like, this guy making fun. It's like this is what Magento was all about back when we were all doing it in the Magento one days, and like we were talking about the overrides and the layout XML. So you two guys progressing in the different directions that you are doing really makes me feel like we're back at the core of where we were. Um, and with the few minutes we've got left then, so Vinay, what would be your recommendation? Yeah, I think you had these the words you just said were great parting words. Uh, it's just about having fun with a, with a platform that we're working with. So instead of having to fight it, just having it support us and then it could be whatever, right? If it supports us and allows us to do our job well and we enjoy doing it, that's that's all I ask for. <laughs> so yeah, you, you nailed it right there. 
it's the fun that brought us all together. Like there would be no chance that if uh, Gentle hadn't been fun, I wouldn't have uh, got to any of you guys and all the people that we we all communicate with. So it's the fun, but fun. also the shared pain, right? I mean, to be honest, even <laughs> <laughs> Gentle one, a bit. it's like a little bit of it. No, but, but, but it's also it's something that we've fun. built together. Yes, there's a history and and something that we've built together, and and it saddens me that that becomes less and less, and that yeah. the interest of Adobe goes in a different direction than what I think eighty percent of the market has interest in. Yeah. and I would like to see features. I would like to see a page builder for open source. Yeah. it was promised. It was put back. It was. It became a perhaps. Give it back because it, it, I mean, give it back. Um, give us a page builder, for example. It, yeah. it would help sell Magento over other other systems. Um, Definitely. That's where it needs to be. Like, bring the fun back to Magento. Page builder in open source. Allow people to contribute like we did with the multi-source inventory. Bring all that back. Bring a proper front end. Really embrace the PWA and the awesome work that Lars and his team are doing. Really make it the Magento that we all want it to be. Yep. In the last few minutes, then, if anyone wants to shout out where you work, um, I know you all work at amazing companies. We've got Integer, we've got where Lars works with Tech Division, Alan with Site Guardian. If anybody hasn't registered for SiteGuardian.dev, you're sleeping because that product is amazing. And sign up for mage.tv or mage2.tv is, isn't it, I Because I'm still signed up for that monthly and it's amazing. Well, it's been nice. It's amazing by just just by that fact. Also, I'll send you like Sagarian is right now free, but I'll send you your check anyways for the promotion. <laughs> that's, that's what's paid for the beards for this call. So that's good. Excellent. <laughs> well, we're just on time before the uh, couple of questions. I mean, I don't know how serious they are from from YouTube, right? Um, just because you said if there are questions, please let us oh, know. So we've got when is the next Hoover hackathon? When is the first summit? When is the f I, I God, I want to meet a person. Um, we got this invitation for a hackathon in Germany, which is online. And I so want to see all the people again, but I so don't want to work in the weekend. My wife so doesn't want me to work in the weekend. I already have 60 hours during the week, which is too much. And then the weekend, but maybe I'll just join it as a social event. Um, yeah, we could definitely hack some things away. We're we're making progress with the with the checkout and refactoring that and the Huva admin, of course. Um, that could be cool. That's hope. The hackathon for the grids, uh, the forms. So instead of focusing on how we've got the grids, if we did a hackathon soon about Huva forms, that uh, that's uh, that's actually ongoing since it's open source. Yeah. <laughs> it starts right now. Let's do it. Let's make a date where people can start contributing and have a weekend where we make it a bit more fun and we can all get together. That could be quite cool. And the final one was for you, Lars. What's the total file size in megabytes of the PWA Studio? Which, meh. 
I mean, PWA Studio for me, you can make it as small or as big as you like. The work that I've done from Lars has made it deliverable over a 3G network. So I think if you build PWA Studio the way that Lars and his team chose, you can make it as comparable as what Hoover is. It just takes some work and definitely speak to Lars because this guy has... I say it jokingly, but he's ruined my weekends from the start of January because I've been following his videos, his blog, his tweets. It's like, yes, I want to absorb all the knowledge because what I can learn from Lars feeds into Hoover and then Williams ruined all of my evenings because that's been playing with with Hoover. Yeah, Finger. Um, yeah, still you will have a little bit overhead. How much uh, it is a megabyte, I don't know. Uh, sorry. So what what I can say here is we have some performance improvements uh, planned for Q2 uh, this year. Also, we um, there is a big approach in the React, compo uh, React community about server-side rendered components. This is also uh, one big thing what will reduce uh, the client-side uh, JavaScript as well. Also, uh, some things like Preact is getting more and more uh, typical for instead of React using Preact is much smaller and uh, you ship a smaller JS application, but still you ship uh, a JS application. So if I have a configurator or a checkout, you don't want to build a checkout with Alpine. Um, so if you want to build a checkout, um, you, you need a, a much powerful or more powerful JS framework to building something like that or building a configurator. You don't want to build this with a simple JavaScript application or JavaScript library, what is not built for uh, big applications. So yeah. I think um, uh, what I try to doing with my work is improving developer experience. And also uh, I see uh, a market for both products, and I'm happy to take a look on Hoover because I also um, want to change our um, development uh, speed. Also, I, I see the gaps and the current front-end development. So, and this was also a main goal to start with PWA because it's like, hey, this is the future of Magento, but maybe not next year, maybe in two years or three years. I don't know. Let's see. Definitely. And I think it's only going to become part of what we all do with the enthusiasm and the community that we're building now. So you guys should be proud and constantly proud of what's being built. And on that, let's get to the Magento Association's talk on core web vitals. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for your time. I, uh, I feel like we're back to the old days where we're all around the table drinking beer again. Well, I've drank the beer, none of you have, but I want to know. Cheers. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank, Thank you for pulling this off.